Hey, it's Gabriel Olguin. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Go Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, you will be listening in to Weikert Fast Track Session 5, covering the two-step listing process and the pricing trend analysis. Let's go. To build rapport, find out their motivation for selling and whatever. Yeah. You're going to need that stuff when it hits a bump rough road, you know? You do yeah. a more personalized approach to the client. More personal, yep. So let, let me read off the ones that are here. Uh, it allows time to build rapport with the prospective seller, which is super important. I think that's where you get the listing, is in the building of the rapport. Uh, instead of, you know, most agents, they want to slam dunk it. Unless it's a referral, if it's somebody that you know already and they know you and they're just like, hey, Jose, I just want you to list it and sell it. Like, All right, fine. Right? But when you get a lead and you have to cultivate and nurture and get to know them, like you've never met them before, or maybe it's a referral that, that you've never met, it allows you to build rapport. It allows you to get greater, uh, it allows for greater customization. That means you go, you get to know them, you get a bunch of details, you go back to your office, you customize it for them. If if you have it all done with the, with the uh, contracts and the marketing, it's easy for them to say yes, because they see how much you've already done for them in a short time. Uh, it moves the spotlight off of the associate and onto the marketing plan to sell the home, which is something also that a lot of agents don't do. They do it backwards. They want to come in looking like a hero, look at me and my dog, 27 pictures of my mom, right? Like, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about us. It's about the house. It's about the family that we're about to impact their life. Have you guys ever thought about this? Moving sucks. Moving is a big, like, my God, like your life changes again. It's a big deal. And we are kind of in charge of that for our clients, for our customers, you know, while during the process. So it takes the spotlight off of us and onto them and their concerns and their goals. It also shows the value of a full service for a full fee. If you've ever had people cut your commission or ask you to, it's because they absolutely don't understand what you're going to do for them. They don't understand the hours invested and the experience invested. Have you guys ever heard that phrase like, when I charge you, I'm not charging you for the 30 minutes I spent with you. I'm charging you for the 18 years of coaching experience that I have, right? Or real estate experience. Or like Jose, he can say, I'm not charging you for this one hour I'm spending with you. I'm charging you for 27 years in the business. Mary, same thing, right? So I think if they're trying to get you to cut your commission, they don't get how valuable you are as an agent, as a licensed professional legit right so it also shows uh the points of difference between your weikert office and other competitors and that goes back again like most agents they want to go in there and slam dunk it and just walk out with the with the listing if you go in there and you educate them and you tell them you know don't do anything until we meet again i think it not only does it show you uh, uh it shows you as a professional but it it also, I think, relieves them of the pressure that they're under to list with you or the other guy or whoever, right? They just they kind of uh, can sit back and relax a little bit. 
So how do you get the first visit? Okay, anybody, can you guys answer that one? How do you get the first visit? Your prospecting efforts will ask, lead you. Ask for it. <laughs> yeah, you ask for it. The prospecting, you ask right? For it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The prospecting efforts will lead you to the opportunities to list the property. And then when the opportunities present themselves, it is up to you to close for an appointment. Okay. So that's, that's basically how it's going to happen. Um, and taking control with the two visit listing process, closing for the appointment sample dialogue, right? What's the point of all the sample dialogue? But where I just showed you guys to get the getting to know you, you can also get all the dialogues that we talk about the, the Weikert story, the um, home buying and the listing. So review the sample dialogues in your manual, which you guys should have. Focus on the scheduling, the appointment to deliver the listing presentation first, okay? And then schedule the getting to know you visit. So if you don't get the appointment, nothing else matters. That's basically what that comes down to, right? So um, let me see, does anybody have their manual in front of them with the dialogue? Daya, you have it? Oh, Perla, let's do a role play, Perla. Okay. So cool. I'll be the I'll be the potential seller, and it's already here. We're just gonna read through it. Go ahead. Hi, Gabriel. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, doing good. Um, listen, just uh, calling to um, touch base with you, and um, I heard I heard through the grapevine that you're thinking of moving. Yeah, I was. I am thinking about moving. And um, are you already working with an agent? No. Someone helping yet. you out? No. Um, uh, why is it that you're planning on moving? Uh, well, because um, my kids are, they moved out and they're no longer living off of my income. So <laughs> I want to eliminate as many expenses that include maintaining a big house. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's great. So how about we set up an appointment to um, discuss and further your options for downsizing and, um, you know, uh, it would help kind of give you a better idea of, of what you're looking at and um, what's out there and what it takes to, to make the move. That sounds good to me. Um, do you have any time this weekend? Um, maybe on Saturday afternoon. Okay. How about Saturday at four? Does that work for you? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so let's um, let's jot it down, um, and uh, I will swing by your home. Um, okay. And read the um, read the part, the sales associate part. Do you have that in front of you? Uh, uh yeah. Great. Great. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll set a date for Saturday at three p.m. Okay, and, that sounds and, good. Okay, and and in preparation for our meeting, I would like you to stop by sooner. I would like to stop by sooner to meet you and see your home and um, compile some preliminary information that will help me create the most accurate and comprehensive plan for your for marketing your home. Okay, um, that sounds good. So I'd like to come over this afternoon at three, um, or or would seven p.m. be better? Uh, tonight seven p.m. would be better, and then Saturday okay. at three. All right. Thank you. Then um, I appreciate your time and I look forward to meeting you tonight at seven. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Right. So see that, that little uh, paragraph right there setting her, 
So you book the Saturday appointment and then you roll it back and you go, but wait, before we do our appointment, allow me to do my job, allow me to do the research and give you a proper presentation. So I'd like to come by before Saturday. So you set it up right from the get go. Any questions on that? So going over the, um, the sample dialogue closing for the appointment bullet points, review the sample dialogues in your manual, focus on scheduling the appointment to deliver the first, the listing presentation first, right? So scheduling the appointment to deliver the listing presentation, get that out of the way, then schedule the getting to know you visit, which is before the presentation. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Okay. Uh, cool. So the first visit, step one, right? Getting to know you, as you guys know, is a dialogue, is a, is a form that you can get from Weicker University. Learn more about the sellers and their property, and they also get to know you better. See, the first visit of the listing uh, process is referred to as getting to know you visit. It's during the, this initial visit that you begin to learn more about the sellers and their property. And they can also get to know you. So building the relationship, establish rapport, relate to the people, listen, and make it personal. There's two I want to talk about a little bit more in detail. Number one, relate to the people. This doesn't mean to make stuff up. Like I don't walk into people's houses and look at a golf trophy and pretend that I play golf and I'm really good at it and I love golf because I don't, right? Like I've never played golf in my life. I did once, I almost killed a lady, that was the last time. So anyways, getting relating to the people, like if you see a, a like I know that Rio likes um, truck racing. If they have a picture of a truck racing, absolutely. That is a great opportunity. It's a real, organic, genuine opportunity to get to know them. But like I said, if they have a picture of like a fish and I've never fished in my life, I'm not going to go. I'm like, oh, fishing is great. You know, I, I love fishing. Like, I'm not going to do that. So that's one thing, how to relate to people. I'm sure you guys know all about that. Just want to throw it out there so we're extra careful and extra good at it. And then the next, the other uh, thing I want to talk about is listen. Um, I think more often than not, many people, including myself, just people, we think we're listening, we're hearing them, but we're not listening, right? We're hearing the people, but we're not listening. And that's something that I think I've learned a lot in, out of coaching people, the listening part of it. Because people could be telling you one thing, but they're totally trying to tell you something else indirectly. And if you get really good at listening, you're gonna get really good at selling, right? So explain the purpose of the initial visit, to gather information in order to, um, in order to prepare and customize a marketing plan, take pictures and measure the room. There we go, sorry, I just caught up with the slides. Um, and caution. Caution, see? Sellers want to know the price of their home and may ask. They may ask you during the visit for your opinion. Now you gotta be really careful there, right? You could be close to it. I think some of us could look at a house and if we know the neighborhood and the market, we can give a fair opinion. But 
if you haven't done the homework, I say stay away from them. Okay, you could set them up for something bad. Save the pricing discussion until your second visit. The actual listing presentation, that's where you give it, rather than give a, a, you know off the cut figure, like off the top of your head. Sellers also want to know how saleable their home is, and they will want to hear your immediate feedback you know, from you on the spot. They're interested in knowing how their home compares to other sales. And I think that's every time, like every time you see a seller, they're gonna wanna know, so you think you can sell it? How much do you think you can get for it, right? Every time. So tell them that you're gonna prepare the information and have better answers, have better answers for them than the next time that you're meeting with them, okay? So uncovering the needs, there we go. Uncovering the needs and wants. This is your opportunity during the step one to find out the following. The seller's motivation and expectation, the previous experience um, selling a property, like if they ever have sold the property before or dealt with an agent. Um, I, even if they rent, people usually have dealt with an agent in some way. Property features and amenities. A most effective listing tool. Getting to know your, uh, getting to know you brochure. Sorry, the getting to know your brochure, as you guys know where to find it now. Prior to touring the home, ask the sellers to sit with you and ask them the questions listed on the first two pages of the getting to know you brochure. Tour the home as if you were a curious buyer, right? Go through the house like you're wanting to buy it for yourself. When's the last time you guys did a property tour? Anybody? Property tour? Yeah, when's the last time you guys went to see a house? Yesterday. A property search? Uh, no, a property tour, like you actually what? went to see. I know, Dario, you, you go yes. a lot on caravan, right? And then Tom, you said you went yesterday. How about yep. the rest of you guys? Okay. Just curious. It, I think that's, that's why I think caravan is so important that you guys are always out there looking at property so you can practice this skill of looking at houses as a buyer, not an agent. Because as an agent, we're going to walk in, what are we going to do? We're going to be realistic. We're going to go, oh, this house is ugly or whatever, right? Oh, wow, it's really nice. Or, or looking at it from a personal perspective, right? Like the houses I like may not be the same houses you like. And that gets in the way a lot too, if you're not looking at it as a buyer, as a curious buyer. So make notes regarding the seller's comments and the detail of the property. Ask the sellers about any problems or any warranties that they may have. And as you tour the home, look for items of personal property to be excluded or replaced, like appliances, right? How many, how many times have you had a buyer get pissed because they thought that fancy washer and dryer were included, right? To make sure that that's being, um, you know, discussed up front or disclosed. And think like an appraiser thinks. Don't think like an agent or don't look at the house from a personal perspective. Think like an appraiser. Understand the difference between maintenance and improvement. Can you guys give me, one of you guys, give me an example of, the difference between maintenance and improvement. Anybody? 
Maintenance is just uh, keeping it up. Improvements is when they do um, new countertops, new kitchen, new bathrooms. There you go. When they upgrade it. Okay, there you go. Very good. So confirm and close for the second appointment. Oh, there you go. Confirm and close for the second appointment. Reach agreement for the next step and confirm the appointment for your second visit to the home to present the marketing plan, right? Present the sellers with the Weikert one uh, or similar company brochure and your pledge of service. And below is some dialogue that you can use. Do you guys remember the pledge of service? I think that, I really like that. I think we should all memorize it, you know, or have it with us at all times because that it just hits every point that I think sellers and buyers want to hear. So here's um, the Weikert one brochure, the dialogue. Thank you for allowing me to tour your lovely home. Here's a brochure you will find helpful as you think about what's involved in selling your home. Weikert has anticipated some questions you might have and provided the answers. Here you go. And that's the brochure that has all the Q&A in there. Okay. The pledge of service. This is my personal pledge of service to you. It's my commitment to keep you informed, provide prompt follow-up, act as your resource for all services fairly represents your interests, right? And to do everything I can to make this process go as smoothly as possible. So I'll see you on Saturday with your fully customized marketing plan. If you have any questions in the meantime, please do not hesitate to give me a call. Thank you so much. Isn't that better than like whatever, right? Some guys, look, yeah. I'm not saying you, I'm saying us, right? Me too. Sometimes I think just being lazy or whatever, we say things that people are like, they're just not impressed. They're not, you know, like, and being with the company like Weikert, it's such a high expectation, it's high standards, and we have to fill those shoes. And if you can't, you're gonna make yourself look bad because people are expecting this and they're getting this. That's the bottom line, okay? So preparing for the second appointment. There are some things that you'll need to prepare for the second appointment. Number one, price trend analysis. The customized doors listing presentation pages from the digital platform. And the customized leave behind and property business cards. Okay, those are the things you should show up with. Be sure that you know the process for creating the customized doors listing portfolios pages in your office. At minimum, you'll need the completed getting to know your brochure the photos of the property, agent bio completed in the me section of the digital platform, and the agent photo added to wiker.com. Okay, so make sure that you have that stuff prepared and ready to go. Any questions on that? Evaluating properties. Most prospective sellers have an opinion of their home's value before calling you to talk about listing their home. So what do you think their opinions were? Um, how do you think their opinions were formed? What is your answer? How do you guys think that the seller's opinions were formed? Zillow. 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 Yeah. Anybody, any other answers? How about, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. How about El Tio Chuy who sold the house in 1987 and he knows everything after he's had a couple of years. That's how they formed their opinion. It's true, right? And it's important that home prices be based on facts 
and market activity, not opinion. Okay, so what is the price trend analysis? The price trend analysis, it provides a concise professional comparison of the subject property within the local marketplace, like the neighborhood, like one mile or less, sometimes way less than that, right? Like where I live, it's, it's a small track. It's only like, not even quarter mile, I think. Uh, it shows sellers where the local market is going and in the future. Something traditional like a CMA or comp by themselves, they can't provide what the price trend analysis can. So looking at this photo, this is what I was talking about. It's a little intimidating, I think, for most people, in my opinion, unless you're really good with um, numbers like Tom and spreadsheets. Otherwise, it looks a little scary, but when you fill it out, you'll see that it's really easy. You just plug in a few numbers. The, the detail is that you need to look up the real numbers in the MLS so that you have the accurate information. Okay, let me speed it up a little because we are running out of time. Um, so gathering comparables, doing accurate market research will help the sellers make the right decision about pricing their home. Allowing the price of the home to be based upon the facts of the market helps eliminate most pricing objections. Okay, so pricing it properly upfront is going to prevent headaches later on down the road. Like right now, I'm telling you right now, listings that I've seen that Weikert has, are Weikert, since I started in December, um, and they're still on the market, that's, that's a headache to me. They should be gone already, because the average time on the market is not that long, right? There's properties getting multiple offers, so you gotta ask yourself, is your listing overpriced, or what's the problem, and you need to uh, dissect it and figure it out. So with the facts, uh, allowing the pricing of a home to be based upon the facts of the market helps eliminate most pricing objections. With the facts of the subject property in hand, begin your search for comparable properties. They fall into these three types, okay, sold, current active listings and expired. So, so already sold, active listings and expired. That's what you wanna look up. What can each of these comparables tell us? They're gonna tell us um, like the sold properties, what buyers are willing to pay. Current active listings, what the competition is in the marketplace. And the expired listings is gonna tell us what people were not willing to pay, okay? That it's a, the numbers don't lie. Like these are facts, these are, this is real life. That's what the great part is about that. So where can you find the information on the MLS? Okay, oh, there you go. The MLS, um, Zillow, I think Zillow's accurate if you're looking at the sold stuff, right? Um, and if you're looking at days on the market, because that doesn't, you, you can't make that up. If a house is on the market for 300 days, it's on the market for 300 days, period. Uh, there's an exception like Yvonne's listing. It shows 100 days on the market, but it because it, they put it on and then they had to take it off for a long time. And they, when they put it back on, now it's showing from day one until now. Right. So uh, pricing a home to sell. Let's talk about that. Selecting good comps. You need to know, like size and construction, uh, similar amenities and conditions, same geographic proximity, and recent to the time frame requested, like 12 months ago, six months ago, et cetera. I think three to six months is good. Six months, I think, is too, 
far, in my opinion. If you can get enough uh, activity within the last three months, that's perfect. So using the comps that are not specific to the subject property will skew the final results of the uh, price trend analysis, meaning like where I live, if you go across the street, it is not the same price, right? So using that is only gonna hurt my presentation. So you gotta be careful with that to use the homes in the area. Be sure to print out all the listing sheets from the MLS for the comps that you use in your price trend analysis. This will allow you to give the seller detailed information on each property and the differences in each property. And if you could, um, if you're doing like a online one or on your iPad, you could email it to them so that they can keep it and hold on to it. Okay, understanding market absorption. The market absorption scale shows the type of market given in the current month supply of homes. So this is an easy one. What would you guys say what market we're in right now? Seller's market. For sure. Definitely. And that's why I say again, if one of your listings is not selling in the average days on the market, you need to revisit that listing. And I think sometimes it's better to just give it back, right? Because they're not going to sell. Watch, all my neighbors, they're not going to sell. So why would I be pushing them and bugging them and stressing over the fact that they're, ah, they're not selling. Well, they don't want to. Because if they did, they'd price it right. You know, so if you have a listing that's not selling, if it's the price, make sure that you fix the price, okay? So understanding market absorption, the market absorption scales shows the type of market given the current month supply of homes. This helps you determine the type of market you are in and how it affects your buyers and sellers. The seller's market, in the seller's market, there is less than five months supply of homes if no other homes come on the market. Since there are fewer homes to choose from, sellers are in control. And buyers have to be willing to pay top dollar to get the house they want. Multiple offers are often a normal thing in this market, okay? So when people are getting multiple offers, they go, oh my God, uh, it's a crazy market. Like, no, it's not. This is called normal real estate. You put a house for sale, people want it, and they all make an offer, right? Um, so in a buyer's market, there is more than six months supply of homes. And buyers are in control since there are so many homes from which to choose from. Sellers often have to give an incentive like paying for repairs or closing costs or whatever. I'm sure you guys have remembered um, that kind of market. What is going on behind you, Mary? <laughs> so market absorption formula, this is easy. Uh, let's see. I got, I got about four minutes here. So I'm going to try to wrap it up. Total number of active listings divided by the reported sales in the last 30 days will give you the absorption rate in months, right? Like how many months supply. Uh, so 117 current active listings is going to, uh, divided by 23 sales is 5.1 months of absorption rate. Okay, you guys got that? So this is from uh, this example, I guess. It's from the town of Westwood. It has 117 current active listings that match the criteria of the property, which is a key thing. And there were 23 sales in, in the past 30 days that match the criteria of the property. So remember, that's key. It's not just random sales. It's the sales that match the properties that you're listing. So this means that the given current rate of sales, it would take 5.1 months to sell the, 
existing uh, inventory of listed homes. And this indicates that Westwood, this uh, town in the example, is currently dealing with the normal market for these types of homes. So just like when you are selecting comps for your PTA, your price trend analysis, you need to stay within the criteria of the subject property when calculating market absorption rate. This will ensure that your market absorption rate is accurate to the property that you're pricing. Okay, any questions on that? No. So how often should I calculate market absorption rate to stay on top of what's happening in your local market? You should look at absorption rate at least once a week. Okay, so do the calculations and um, stay up. If you guys are reading the hot sheets every day, that's 24 hour market watch, you will always know this stuff. Just remember that. If it's overwhelming or if you think you're not keeping up, if you look at the 24 hour market watch every day and actually study it, you will know this stuff off the top of your head like that, okay? So go on your MLS, look them up. I would say for this kind of stuff, stick to the MLS because uh, you know Zillow and all that other stuff, they're just not that accurate. So any questions, guys? That's a lot. Good, good information. It sure is. Um, so I would say, if you guys could uh, send me the market absorption rate, like your, you pick a listing, you pick a neighborhood and send me the, the answers, right? With the market absorption rate that for that area or that listing, that's the homework for today. Cool? Okay. All right. Any other questions? No. Comments, concerns, hallucinations, emotional overload. So the active listings that the total number of active listings are only listings that we're pulling out that are similar to like let's say a condo in a complex. Absolutely. Not, not all the condos in Oxford. Right. And that's yeah. the key. That's that's the one of the things that they stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you pull up properties, make sure it's the same bedroom, bath, price. Um, I would I like to go heavily by price per square foot. Okay, in the area with the criteria, the matching criteria. Because, you know, there's condos by the beach that are a million bucks and there's condos uh, somewhere else that are not, like way less. So, uh, anywho, I got about 15 seconds, guys. So thank you so much for taking the time to join me here. Let's make this happen as a team. We have the tools to be the number one, not just real estate office in Wiker, but we can kill it here in the county. I really think we could do it if we do it together. So All you right. guys have a great week. Let me know how I can help you. All right.